0: Are you up for a message this morning I feel there's some faith in the room do you feel there's some faith in the room God's up to something I feel like we're starting this year strong and it's actually going to get stronger just you know, sometimes you start a year really strong and it just goes downhill how about this year in your faith journey in our journey as a church we start strong and get stronger so when we get to December we look back and go wow look what God did in and through me and through us oh, I'll just looking around the room there's so much potential here So many amazing, gifted people. Just love it. Love what God's doing. Let's pray this one in. Father, just thank you for amazing, amazing people in this room. For the amazing people that will watch this online. I ask you to bless them. I ask you to lift their head and put hope in their hearts. I pray the testimony of our lives would be God is good. And he's always been with me. Thank you that when we go through difficult times, we never go through it on our own. But ultimately, you lead us into victory. So I pray, Lord God, as we look into your word this morning, that this would be an anointed time, a powerful time, and a life-changing time for everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen, amen, amen. We've been talking already, haven't we, how we're starting the year with a fast. And I love that concept, because what it does is it creates a platform or springboard where you can say, this is going to be a great year for me, and I'm starting it by centering myself on Jesus. And I'm willing to give up something that's important to me and my flesh to sow into my spirit. And it creates this God-centeredness where you come alive to him. That is the best way to start a year, I promise you. It's the best way. But that's not it. It's not it. It's not in its entirety. There is more. This morning I want to talk to you about anointing. Because anointing is a great big part of what God does in and through us too just very in its simplistic form, anointing, spiritually speaking, is an empowerment from heaven on you to go beyond what you could do in your own flesh. You are capable people. I mean, look at the person next to you. They are quality. That's a quality person, isn't it? Turn to that person look it in the eye and go, you are a quality person. <laughs> Turn to the person on the other side of you and go, but you are more quality than them. The person in the middle, I was like, uh, I'm feeling a bit awkward right now. <laughs> you're a quality person, and all by yourself, you could achieve great things. You really could. But what if, what if you added to your qualities an empowerment from Almighty God, where He gets behind your qualities and says, I'm going to super that? In the natural, you're good, but what about in the supernatural? What could you achieve? Where could your life go? What difference could you make? What could your joy levels be like if God was fully with you? And so what we're doing in our fast is we're getting our eyes fully on Jesus, off of our flesh. Last week we talked about fasting and I talked about King Belly. How we always come home, what's for dinner, what's for dinner, what snacks have we got? Oh, I can't believe all the snacks. It's food, 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 belly, belly, belly all the time. And what we're doing in this period is saying, quieten that down for a moment and let's look at Jesus as we get into that space of looking to Jesus, then what we can do is say, anoint me. Empower me to be the best version of myself. So not only can I can do what I can do in my own strength, I could also do what I could do in your strength. Yeah. And it's just a whole new level. Are you with me? Is there an amen somewhere in the house? When you look at this year ahead, and I appreciate we're middle of January already. It goes fast, doesn't it? When you look at this year ahead, you could achieve great things in your own strength. But today I want to encourage you, what could you achieve in his strength? And we're going to talk about this whole idea of anointing. Do you know what's true? You are an anointed child of God. That is your reality. You are empowered by heaven to live in extraordinary ways. You see, by faith, and it is by faith, by faith you can go into tomorrow, you can go into the rest of this month, you can go into the rest of this year believing God is with me that God is favouring me, that God is opening doors for me, that all of heaven is cheering me on. I love that passage in scripture where it says all of heaven is roaring us on. Heaven's roaring you. When you get up tomorrow, you can get up and go, I'm going to have a good day. Or you could get up and think, heaven's cheering me on today. What couldn't I do? With all of heaven cheering me on, he's going to give you wisdom and clarity. Sometimes in this year, you're going to have a decision to make. And you can make that in your own strength or you can say, Lord, I need you to help me this decision. Give me your wisdom. And do you know what? He will. Do you know why? Because you're an anointed child of God and he will empower you to make great choices. He's the one providing for you. You know, we have a thing in our house. We do our best not to talk about the cost of living. (laughs) Has anyone heard of the cost of living? It's everywhere. And do you know what happens? You watch the news and bit by bit, you just go, Ooh, turn the lights off, turn the heating <laughs> off, don't cook anything. How dare you go to the shop? It sucks the life out of you. But do you know what? Yes, have wisdom. Don't be foolish. But my God supplies for me. My God supplies for you. So turn your light on and enjoy yourself. It's going to be okay. We need to have a different spirit. Because you're an anointed child of God. And so we can live a different life. Are you with me? My title today, if you like a title, is Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. And the purpose in all of this, I don't know if there's preachers or public speakers out there, but what am I aiming at? I want to remind you of who you are. So that as you go into this, this year, you know who you are, you know whose you are, and your expectation is different because of that. Are you with me? Come and touch the person next to and say, you're a child of God. <laughs> Let's unpack this whole idea of anointing a little bit. Um, anointing, the act of anointing, first started many, many years ago, even before I was alive. Many, many years ago and shepherds would be in the fields and they suddenly noticed their sheep kept dying. One minute they had a hundred sheep, next minute sheep kills over. It barred its last bar and dies. And they're like, what's going on? And they worked out what it was. The insects and the lice in the field would attach themselves to the wool of the sheep. They'd crawl up and get into the ear. And if the lice gets into the ear, it gets into the brain and kills the sheep. And they worked this out. So do you know what they did? They poured oil on the sheep's head. And the oil is slippery. So Mr. Lice is thinking, I'm going to kill you. I'm coming to kill you. And just as he gets up there, (laughs) he falls off. The lice, what is coming to destroy the sheep's life, cannot cling on because of the anointing oil. Can you see where this is going? The anointing oil starts representing strength and fullness of life. They poured oil on the head of the sheep and nothing could harm it. It speaks of protection and blessing and empowerment and full life. This is what anointing becomes. Now note this, it's symbolic. You know, We're going to do some anointing later, give you the opportunity if you'd like that and I hope you all like that. The, there is nothing special about the oil God hasn't opened up heaven, poured his special oil down into my jug, so I've got special. it's not special, it's symbolic. But who knows that when you do something symbolic on earth that is true of heaven, you're calling heaven down for you to experience it. And it creates a moment for us. So in a church context, in a spiritual context, the anointing is symbolic, but it's us agreeing on earth with what's already true in heaven. Are you with me? And it helps us to see it out. Let's have a look at some of these anointing moments in the Bible. David. We know David's story. He was a shepherd. He would know all about anointing. And he was out in the fields and he was, uh, had some, lots of older brothers. He was the youngest one of many. Samuel at the time was God's prophet. And God spoke to Samuel and said, go to Jesse's house. Jesse was David's dad. And he says, because I'm going to anoint a new king there. This is where we pick the story up. First Samuel chapter 16 verses 11 to 13 so Samuel this is so he asked Jesse are these all the sons you have all the older brothers are there there is still the youngest Jesse answered he is tending the sheep Samuel said send for him we will not sit down until he arrives can you imagine all the older brothers right now we're sending for little bro and we're not even allowed to sit down it's not going well for him so he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. Turn to the person next and say, anoint him. Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And notice this. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Can you see what's happening here? Before the anointing, had God chosen David? Yes. But what happens in the anointing is that we are making a moment. We are agreeing this is true in heaven. We are making a moment and marking it on earth and it's in that marking it that the Holy Spirit recognizes we're agreeing with heaven and power comes. Anointing releases power. We need to be a church of power. You need to be a person of power because the world needs to see the power of God and it's with us. I hope your faith is being stirred. We're calling heaven down to earth. We now know that David then goes to battle. His dad sent him out to see his brothers and how it's going on. The Philistines are there and fighting the Israelite army. The Israelite army is brilliant. They're super successful. But we know that the Philistines had this super warrior, didn't they? Goliath. This massive, I think he was about 10 foot tall. This giant of a man. Even taller than Io. <laughs> this giant of a not Obviously not as muscular as Io but taller than I/O, This great big mountain of a man who was fine for battle. and he Can you imagine a 10-foot man's shield? It's massive. And he's standing there and said, let's cut the fight. You send your best warrior and they fight me and it's winner takes all. Come on, send your warrior. And all of Israel's like, well, I'm not feeling it today to be fair. or oh, do you fancy? No, I'm not really fancying it. No one fancies the fight. And so there's Goliath taunting them up rocks David. David's a kid. He would have been 14, 15 years old. He would have been in Ignite. <laughs> There's all us biggies so spiritually mature and it takes someone from Ignite to come and slay the giant. Maybe that's prophetic right there. So he rocks up and he goes to the king at the time, King Saul, and says, I'll fight him. Saul's looking around and you imagine his thought process. He's got some 14 year old kid in front of him thinking, This is not looking good. But he says, Okay, if you're willing. He tries on the king's armor. The armor is too big and heavy for him because he's just a boy. And he says, Oh, well, I'll go out there as I am. What happens? They send a 14, 15 year old kid out there with a couple of stones and an elastic band. (laughs) Who's going to win? Goliath the 10 foot giant famous for battle taunting the whole army putting the fear of God in everyone but little old David turns up but he's not just an ordinary kid he's an anointed kid you see Goliath never had a chance because when people are walking in anointing, the enemy has no chance. The difficulty we have is we have, just like David, to choose to enter the battle under our anointing. How many of us are standing there, known we're anointed, but fearful to step into the fight? But when the church will step into the fight as anointed people, we are guaranteed success. But the faith step is in the step into the fight. And David steps up. And he swings his stone and we know the story cracks him right on the head. And my favourite bit of the whole story is he goes and he picks up Goliath's sword and cuts Goliath's sword off of his own head. Love that. Yes, we don't teach that in Sunday school, do we? What what did I say? (laughs) Well, he might have done. He might have cut his sword off of his head. You haven't read my Bible, have you? (laughs) No. Tall, muscular Io says. He cuts his head off with his sword. I'm not going to argue with him, he's massive. (laughs) But do you hear me? An anointed boy, an ordinary boy living an extraordinary life. Come and get it in your church. Ordinary people extraordinary lives why yes you're brilliant but he's more brilliant and he's empowering you today to say go and live extraordinary come on nothing can stand against you nothing can stand against you I love this you know we talk about the lice not being able to stick on come on we need to be a church you need to be a Christian so anointed that when depression is knocking at your door it can't stick on that when sickness is knocking at your door, it can't stick on. When lack is knocking at your door, it can't stick on because the anointing brings protection. We just need to start getting it in our spirit and living like that, speaking like that, thinking like that, encouraging each other like that because we're the church. We're the church. You know, so often now in today's society, people look at the church and go, we are the church of Almighty God, empowered to live extraordinary lives. Let's start doing that. Because that's compelling and that's exciting. Touch the person next to so you. you're called to an extraordinary life. I believe that you're going to start writing extraordinary stories this year. And I love the kind of story where you make a decision, you push a door, you try something and it just all opens up. And you're like, that couldn't have been me, that had to be him because what anointed people do is they bow the knee and they say thank you Jesus that had to be you yes you did make me brilliant actually but I couldn't have done that because I give you the glory and you the honor and when my life opens up it's telling the story of the goodness of God through my life you should be a walking talking living testimony of the goodness of God because you're anointed are you with me this is important here this is important anointing flows best when it walks hand in hand with honor here's the thing with David David kills the giant all of the people are celebrating David you would wouldn't you he knocked the giant over he saved all of Israel they won the Philistines turn and ran they all start going yeah David's amazing but Saul who's the king at the time then gets jealous all David did was fight for King Saul But now they're singing about David, King Saul gets jealous, and he tries to kill him. Now, as you read the story, and I'm not going to bring all the verses up, but as you read the story, there is a moment where Saul tries to kill David. But King Saul goes into a cave because he needs to go to the toilet. And David was in the cave, and there is King Saul relieving himself. I won't give you a picture. And David goes up to him and cuts off the corner of his garment. In the pitch black cave. And when Saul comes out, he says, I could have killed you, but I honor you. You're still the king. And so, even though stuff was coming at David and it was all unfair, he lived in honor. And as he lived in honor, what happened? The anointing can flow. So, we need to be people who develop a lifestyle of honor, whatever that might look like for you. You need to be honoring your boss. You need to be honoring your parents. You need to be honoring your children. You need to be honoring your spouse. You need honor. Get your thinking right in terms of honor because it causes anointing to flow. Are you with me? You all know this, the story of Samson. Now Samson wasn't actually anointed with oil, but he was absolutely anointed. He was chosen by God. They called him a Nazarite. And a Nazarite was someone who was set apart for God. They weren't allowed to cut their hair. They weren't allowed to drink wine. They had certain specifications to keep them separate. It's another version of the anointing. So his was represented by his hair. We know the story. He was super strong in Judges 15. Again, I'm not going to bring it up, but in Judges 15, he struck down a thousand men on his own. He might have had ability, but who can take on a thousand? You know, I might be quite strong, but I'm not taking on you guys, let alone a thousand. But he took on a 1,000. Why? Because he was set apart for God. He's empowered from heaven to go beyond himself. And I think if I was to get to picture what you think Samson looked like, you'd probably picture some shaggy-haired, big-bearded, grizzly guy who's massive. But that speaks of strength in the natural. I actually believe he was a small, skinny guy. Because it was supernatural strength he had, not human strength. And so people came to him thinking, I'm going to do you over you, little runt. Am I allowed to say that in preaching? (laughs) You little what's it. (laughs) And suddenly the power of God comes on, empowered from heaven, and he takes out a thousand of them. It's like, wow. When you're anointed and flowing with heaven, you can do things that are just outrageously good. And you are blessed. I hope I'm stirring your faith. I don't know what you're dreaming of this year, but dream bigger. I don't know what doors you're pushing this year, but push more, because the weight of God is coming in behind your life. Here's Samson's issue. He didn't live with honour. He had huge women issues. He married the wrong kind. He hung out with the wrong kind. And eventually, that way of living with dishonour caused his downfall. He got with a woman and they're doing their pillow talk and chatting. And you know how it is. You open up a little bit more in those moments. And he says, oh, she says, what's your secret? And he lie and got away with it. What's your secret? And then one day he just told her. It's with my hair. I can't cut my hair. It keeps me strong. And they come in and cut his hair while he's asleep and he loses all his strength. They gouge his eyes out. He's blind. And so his dishonor cost him his life in the end. But I love the grace of God. His role was to defend Israel from the Philistines. And they, they tied him up in their temple and they had this great party and laughing at Samson but they'd forgotten and his hair was growing back and as his hair grew back his final act was to pull down the building which fell on the people he was called to protect Israelite from and he fulfilled his mission that's the grace of God right there but I wonder what he would have done had he lived with honour I encourage you church what does honour look like for you because you are chosen and you are anointed if you could live with honour that anointing will flow in your life and you will be an ordinary person living an extraordinary life. Are you hearing me? What about Jesus? Jesus, almighty God made flesh walking on earth but he still lived the principles on earth as a demonstration to us. Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 4 and verses 18 and 19, he says this, the spirit of the Lord is on me, look, because he has anointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Even with Jesus, the anointing is demonstrated. Are you with me? Jesus is demonstrating something. He is empowered by his Father in heaven to do extraordinary things on earth. Notice there is purpose to the anointing. With David, he was anointed to be king. With Samson, he was anointed to protect Israel. With Jesus, he was anointed to proclaim good news, to set people free and to proclaim favor. Can you see there's these purposes in it? And even with Jesus, he lived with honor. Jesus speaking here in John 5 and verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, The son can do nothing by himself, he can only do what he sees the father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. What's that? That is saying, here I am on earth, I could do what I want, but you know what I'm actually going to do? I'm going to do what you're doing. That's honour. What is important to you is important to me. And that's how I'm going to live. So the anointing with Jesus flows because he has perfect honour and oneness with his Father. Are you seeing this idea of honour? Come on church, challenge yourself. What does honour look like for you? Because it plays its part in anointing to flow. His anointing was able to flow unhindered. All of this stuff, if I can bring it into us now, all of this stuff is true of me and you. Let's put some Bible around that. 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what what is to come. So here's our reality. We are anointed children of God. The Bible backs me up. We are anointed children. Children of God, we are empowered from heaven to live in ways on earth that honor God. And our lives then can just become this walking, talking, living testimony of the goodness of God. Wow, even in the time we're living in now, life is going well for you. Yeah, because that's my father. Yeah, I do my best and I try to be honorable and wise and do the best I can. But that's my father. Why did your life always go well? Well, that's my father. Because I'm an anointed child of God. I love this. Could you start stirring your faith to start expecting unusual outcomes? I don't know what you're hoping for, but start expecting unusual outcomes because it's going to give glory to the Father. Are you with me? Come and stir your faith even now. So we all have this overriding purpose in our anointing. We are called to be children of God that honor the Father. Isn't it great if you're a parent in the room? When your children do something brilliant at school and they get sent home a a star or a certificate or they win something, you're super proud, aren't you? They're your children. They've done you proud. You want to bless them, don't you? Well, the same is true of our Father. When we live as children of God and we step out and we speak into a situation or we do something in faith or we behave with honor and wisdom, the Father's up in heaven going, that's my kid, that is. I want to get behind them, I'm going to bless them because they're living to honour me. Can you get it? When we live with honour, we allow heaven to flow in our lives and it's all wrapped up in this weird word, anointing. So there's this overriding anointing for each of us to Jesus and to glorify the Father. But there are also specific anointings. If I look at me, many of you know me, some of you not so much, but if I look at me, I know I'm anointed to lead. I'm anointed to gather and I'm anointed to preach. The great thing is, you know, I get to speak in lots of different environments and people say that when you say it, Barry, I get it. Do you know why? It's not because I'm brilliant. It's because I'm anointed. So when I get the mic, God says, I can back you, Barry. But do you know why he can back me? Because on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week, I honoured him. So when I get up on Sunday, this isn't a pretense. This is how I live. And it'll be the same for you. You're anointed for purpose. I had this opportunity um, last year, maybe 18 months ago during lockdown, uh, we are part of a group of churches called Acts, which is all the way across Europe, and once a month we meet on Zoom and you'll get 50, 60, 70 pastors from all over Europe, some of them leading churches of thousands, some of them leading single figures, but we all just support each other and share the journey and hear what's happening in different countries, and it's really, really brilliant. And um, I got a call on a, on a Wednesday from one of the other pastors, and they said, Barry, our guest preacher for tomorrow's Zoom call has become sick. Will you speak? I had less than 24 hours' notice to do a 25 minute, uh, minute message on Zoom to 50, 60, 70 pastors who were probably way ahead of me. I don't know, just picture yourself in that moment I'm feeling the pressure. This could go brilliant, it could go terrible. You start questioning your own theology. Have I got this right? All these pastors, you know, what if I say that and it's wrong? What if I say and I cut his sword off with his head? <laughs> and there's all these pastors on there, and I think, but you know what happens? I know my anointing. I sat down, I firstly, and take this challenge, firstly, despite my initial was like. <laughs> There was a yes in my heart. Yeah. Come on, let there be a yes in your heart. 2023, let it be the year of a yes in your heart. Because when I said yes, what happens? I sit down and I say, God, what do you want me to say? I tell you the truth. I wrote the message in 15 minutes. I had it down and done. I put it down. I said, to Sarah, I can't believe it. I just done that. Yeah, come on. I said, to Sarah, I can't believe it. But it's, I can believe it. But you know, when it's so good, you can't believe it yeah. in a kind of weirdly good way. And so I, I, I gave the message and it went really, really well. And I got text after text. I like, was oh, brilliant. I feel so inspired. Why? It's not because I'm great. I'm all right. It's because he's great. Yeah. It's because he's anointed me so that when I speak, people are inspired. And I hope I'm inspiring you even now. You are amazing. If you will live with honor and have faith in your Father, heaven is going to flow in your life. You are chosen and anointed. The things that cling to other people cannot cling to you in your faith. And you can expect unusual outcomes because you're anointed. There are people in this room anointed for business. You're just able to do it. There you are know, people who try and start a business and think, oh, I'm going to do this, and they are all these great ideas. And then you rock up with literally the worst idea in the history of ideas. But it just works. Why? Because God says, I've anointed you for business and I'm getting my weight behind it. You might have the worst idea in history, but I'm just going to back you. Because you're someone who's called to handle finances well and God's given you a wisdom for that. And it's good. There'll be people here who are anointed for teaching there will be people here who are anointed parents there will be people here who are anointed to lead you might be anointed with great wisdom and understanding so when people come to you with a difficult issue in their life you can just help them we all need people like that in our life don't we you know where you go i'm not quite sure what to do with this one but you go to so and so because you recognize there's an anointing on their life they've just got wisdom from heaven and i need to hear it they're anointings I feel actually as I was writing this I want to just pray quickly right now for those who are anointed for business and and I include in that those who are anointed to careers where you're going to have higher earning power. If you fall into those categories would you be willing to stand up? You don't have to but if you'd be willing to stand up I want to pray for you right now. If you feel like you're called to business or you're called to handling finances I want to pray for you. Cool let's just reach out to these people. Interestingly all men. Oh, no! awesome, we've got a woman standing. Now, let's reach out to these guys. I think sometimes in church life, we have a weird thing about money. We shouldn't have a weird thing about money. Some people say that money is the root of all evil, but it's not. The love of money is the root of all evil. And these men and women here are called to have a heart where they don't love money, but they're able to handle money. And kingdom is advanced and people are blessed because of them. So let's cheer them on. As we're reaching out, Father God, I thank you for these brilliant, brilliant people. Lord, we agree right now that they are anointed for business. They are anointed for their career. They are anointed to handle money. Anything that's been trying to stick to them and pull them back, we call it off right now in Jesus' name. We say slide off. These are anointed men and women. You cannot stick. I pray now, Lord God, that heaven would begin to flow in their business world, that you'd give them great wisdom as they handle finances, and that you would bless them. You would bless them. I declare over you guys and girls, 2023 in your business and finance world will be your best year yet. I declare it over you, and everyone who agrees says amen. You can take a seat. Give them a round of applause. Come on, in in, in a time where families are falling apart and parenting's getting more difficult and all these kind of stuff, let's be anointed parents. If you're a parent today, come on, let's love on our children. Let's create an environment at home where they can make mistakes, they can get it wrong, but they know, they know, they know they're loved. And it sets them up for life. Share wisdom with them. Don't be afraid of having that difficult conversation of a parent. Can I just say as a parent, you're not called to be their best mate. They don't need another best mate. They need a mum or a dad. And sometimes I think we blur the lines and yes, I hope you get on with your kids. Mine's a rotter. I only say that because I love him. And I'm proud of him. <laughs> but come on parents, let's walk in our anointing. Let's live in such a way that our children just stand on our shoulders and go way beyond we've ever gone. And we clap them and we cheer them and we say go. Amen? Come on, anointing helps with these things. Final thought. Because would be cool if we could have a keyboard. One last verse, Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27, it says this. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. I love this if you were here last week we talked on fasting there's a great passage that says this is the kind of fast that God requires to break the cords of injustice to set people free when you get the heart of the father you cannot look at difficult situations and go it doesn't matter you have to step in but where anointing shifts it is the anointing empowers you from heaven to break the injustice and the cause of yoke so it's not just you feeling it in your heart now there's an empowerment from heaven when you look at Jesus everywhere he went what did he do he set people free he healed the sick he corrected judgments he accepted people he forgave he broke the yokes And when we're talking about yokes, I want you to picture a pair of oxen that are pulling a plow and they put these great big wooden frames over their necks to keep them going in the same direction. That's a yoke. And the thing with a yoke is it forces you to go in a way. And there are people alive today and there's probably even people in this room today who are forced to live in such a way because they've got a yoke of lack they can't afford to do the things they want to do so it's forcing them in a way there are people carrying sickness in their body and they want to get up and do and live and do sports and have a life and socialize and that but they're so unwell that their yoke is on their back and it's forcing them to live in a certain way there are people who've been through relationship breakups and they're so wounded in their heart that they can't see past it and this yoke is on them forcing them to live in a certain way but what does the anointing the anointing is empowerment from heaven through the children of God to break the yoke so if you've been struggling and forced to live in a certain kind of way what happens the Almighty Church of God stands up and says I'm anointed I'm coming in to set you free I'm gonna pray over you I'm gonna break it spiritually I'm gonna walk with you I'm gonna guide you I'm gonna give you great wisdom I'm gonna stand with you in your trials of it all but you are on a journey to freedom right now because I'm anointed you as an anointed person can't have stuff stick to you and I think unfortunately we do allow things to stick to us because we live in a world where the thought processes of the world get in us Some of the thought processes in the world are brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but not all of them. And we start thinking a certain way. And as we start thinking a certain way, we start living a certain way. But my goal today is to remind you of who you really are. An anointed child of God. So the things that stick to other people cannot stick to you. Because of the anointing oil. It can't grab you anymore. And if you've felt under something for a long time, well, today's your day of freedom. If You felt struggling with things, just can't get past it. Come on, where's your faith? Can God set you free? Well, he wants to set you free today. And what that freedom does is it sets you free to go and get someone else free. I'm anointed to break the yoke. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Come on, church. Let's get a heart for people outside of ourselves, but not only a heart, let's walk in the empowerment to help them so that the church is no longer famous for various attitudes, but the church is famous for freedom. The church is famous for love. The church is famous for walking in the very power of God. It's not just a nice idea. It's heaven invading earth through the church. Are you with me? a moment for us as a church um, we're going to sing one more time in a moment and during that song it, it, it might get a bit messy and it's okay I want to encourage you if you're a parent and your child is here to go and get your children and bring them in it's okay you'll have five minutes while we sing the song I've got some of my team who are going to come up to the front with pots of oil and I'm going to say come, come to the front and let us anoint you You're already anointed. But what we're doing in this moment is agreeing with heaven and demonstrating it on earth so that we can, remember David, when the anointing was done, the Holy Spirit rested on him in power, in power. So it's fine if you want to start moving about and get your children because I want to encourage you to come forward as families. You might want to come forward as a couple. You might want to come forward on your own. But today is the day where what's hindered you before cannot stick. And today is the day where we acknowledge on earth the empowerment of heaven and things shift. Is there some faith in the room this morning? Come on, let today mark something special for you. Tomorrow has to be different because of what God's doing today. Are you okay with that? Okay, if we could...